so I feel like I've gone through many spiritual awakenings over the uh, past few years. And that basically means you're just developing this like newfound awareness of spiritual reality. So it's when you go through a shift in consciousness that's not previously realized by you. So I think my awakenings were brought on by a few things, you know, like my daughter's birth, my father's passing, um, starting my online coaching business. So the things that really got me out of my comfort zone um, and brought me, you know, new lessons and old lessons um, and really those shifts in my thoughts and perceptions. And I don't know, this, this all might sound like super woo, super out there, but like when you're going through a spiritual awakening, a lot of the time you'll see um, repeating numbers. So maybe like on the clock, you're seeing a lot of 11 11s. Um, you know, you might see like three, 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 you might, um, I don't know. It just depends. So I know you had asked about like being a light worker and kind of like being sensitive and that kind of stuff. And so like, honestly, um, I've seen a lot of signs from like animals and like, just like certain little confirmations from the universe, um, if you will. So, yeah. Welcome to the INF club podcast. My name is Jazz Hoti, and this is the podcast for INFPs, INFJs, and other highly sensitive introverts. On the show, you'll find the stories and perspectives of fellow INFs and other special guests, as well as my own personal experiences. The hope is that these episodes will help you learn, reflect, and move forward, so that ultimately you live better and thrive. Whether you're here for the first time or you're a returning listener, thanks so much for being here and let's get started. Hey everyone, I'm Jazz, your host and curator over at infclub.net and I'm delighted to welcome you to another episode. Before we get into it today, I have a couple of things to share with you. First off, a confession and an expression of gratitude. So I recorded a big bunch of episodes for the podcast back in spring, partly because I thought I might be doing some travelling before the whole pandemic thing happened. And also partly because I didn't want to run out of episodes and for this podcast to die a death, an early death, like my two other podcasts have done. Uh, So yeah, I had a podcast, um, I think I called it Zero to Book, (laughs) Um, which didn't really move much past the zero, if I'm being honest, at that time. just a, just a handful of episodes, definitely less than 10, maybe even four or five. Um, and I think, I think I, there were a couple more than that for my second podcast, Honest Content, for the freelance writing business, which I gave a go last year, um, like the early part of 2019, early to mid part of 2019. That one didn't last very long either, just like the business. So, yeah, just many of these episodes were recorded some weeks and months ago, and I'm certainly really grateful in particular with those guests whose episodes have been released in this second part of the year and have been so very patient with waiting. Um, You might not have actually known this because, well, why would you? I had thought earlier in the year when I recorded these that references to the pandemic might give this away but little did I know that this whole situation would be around to stay for a while. So any references you hear to the pandemic could well have been recorded very recently. So that's the first thing I wanted to share with you. 
Secondly, I mentioned last week on the podcast that there's definitely been a change in my energy levels recently. Um, I'm feeling slightly more grounded this week, but I'm still definitely noticing um, this kind of inclination to slow down. And um, someone commented on Twitter to say um, that they too were feeling the same and whereas in, in, in previous years they might not have done so, they're generally a little bit better at kind of honouring what their bodies are telling them and, and slowing down. And that's kind of how I feel. I think this has actually always happened for me um, this sort of time of year. I, um, was it five years ago, 2020? Yeah, almost five, almost five years ago. I think it was December in 2015 that same year that I left my job actually, um, which I'm still so grateful that I did for the avoidance of any doubt. I was, uh, yeah, the um, my masters came to, and sorry, no, it was December, 2016. So I left my job in 2015 and I did this masters for a year um, and I set up my first business and then the masters came to an end and then that business was very clear that that wasn't going anywhere. Um, I found myself back at square one and I think that was that was terribly unerring for me given how much I think I was just how much energy I'd put in that year and how much I was so yearning to have the answer of what to want to do with my life and long story short I ended up with a um, depression diagnosis um, I'll probably have to tell that story in a, uh, in a less quick version some other time um, but yeah, I was diagnosed with depression, um, but it was that September, I remember, where, uh, don't get me wrong, those other things probably didn't help, but that was when my mood dipped. And then I think for the next two years after that, um, I had a couple of great summers um, doing various things from working to taking time off to doing a bit of traveling. And my mood dipped come September time, September, October. So, um, Something tells me that this 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 may well have been the case um, for a long time, and um, I came across seasonal affective disorder quite a while ago. SAD. Um, do I have that as a disorder? Um, do I necessarily need to give myself that label? Um, not criticizing anyone who who does of course but for me whether i've got sad or not i i like a lot of these things i think it you know lies on a on a on a on a, on a spectrum and in some ways it's neither here nor there in that it's helpful to be like oh okay other people have this have this experience or a similar experience too but really if you're if you're feeling something in your body um, that's normally a really good indicator of something. And yeah, I do feel that the uh, the weather um, has something to do with it. The, 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 the changing of the season, hours of darkness, lack of sunlight, all this stuff. Um, so yeah, really interesting. On the other side, last Christmas I went away with my parents and my brother to Iceland in Iceland's winter where you would wake up and the sun doesn't rise till like 10, 11 in the morning and it also sets 
like pretty early in the day like I think I want to say three four in the afternoon and um, that was also a really interesting experience I think because I was I don't know I was away I was with my family didn't really and I guess I wasn't kind of in work mode we were very much you know just just kind of vacationing um, yeah I don't think I was really you know in, in potentially an experience in the dark the darkest the fewest hours of darkness I've experienced in that you know in that in that two sorry the most hours of darkness fewest hours of light I've experienced um, I didn't notice any any dip in my mood if anything I loved Iceland so you know maybe because it was, I was just, maybe because I was in vacation mode but that's something which just came up as I was sharing this with you um, so I wanted to ask you this is all a very long-winded way of me leading to a question and that question is as follows I've been thinking about getting one of those SAD lamps I've been using for quite a while now like a like a Lumi wake light which is meant to kind of mimic the rising sun with a light that gets brighter and brighter and brighter and then it wakes you up with a noise or some sort of natural sound like waves or birds um, it's quite nice uh, I quite like it I've been using it for a while so maybe I, I uh, have lost some appreciation of, of uh, what it what it does for me but I, I, I like it but you can get these SAD lamps which you put in your room or you know on a table or just somewhere which emits some light and it's meant to um, help restore that balance and help with your mood so I wanted to ask I've, I've been thinking about getting one um, it's now we're now in autumn or fall if you're uh, over in the over on the other side of the pond in the US do you have one what's been your experience um, I'd love to hear whether it's been positive or not so positive or just really random um, so yeah let me know you can email me at jazz at infclub.net and you can even send me a voice note um, up to a minute long by heading to anchor.fm slash infclub right now on today's episode I've got another really interesting and insightful conversation for you today my guest is Naomi Harrington and here's a few words put together by Naomi Naomi Harrington is a millennial mother and life coach from Hawaii who hosts her podcast the That's Deep podcast with her husband while they speak about mindset personal development and personality types she's an INFJ with a love for life coaching, personality psychology, emotional intelligence, mindset work, and spirituality. Naomi loves helping others bridge the gap between where they are right now to where they ultimately want to be in their lives, in their lives, career, and personal life. Naomi also took part in a written interview before we recorded this podcast, and you can find a link to this interview and complete show notes for this episode over at infclub.net slash show notes. These written interviews are a separate entity to these podcast conversations. Um, how it normally works is they're a, a, pre, um, they're a prelude, prelude, how do you say that word, to these podcast conversations. So they happen before these recordings take place. So I do encourage you to check out uh, Naomi's interview and you can actually find every written interview I've conducted thus far 
over at infclub.net slash interviews. Okay, with that being said, a couple of bits of housekeeping for anyone tuning in for the first time today in particular. I'm not a doctor, therapist, or any kind of licensed medical practitioner, and neither are my guests unless it is expressed otherwise. On this podcast, I'm merely sharing my own perspectives and insights and providing a place for others to do the same. I'm pretty sure I've misspoken or otherwise made some mistakes in today's episode, so please do forgive me for those. And finally, if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, please do so as it helps other INFPs and INFJs find the show, um, as well as others who might be interested uh, of the kind of introverted, sensitive, uh, empathic variety. It generally just helps keep the good momentum going. And if you're also feeling called to it, I would love an honest review if you have just a moment. I think that's about it from me. So with that being said, take a moment to sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with Naomi Harrington. Awesome. Uh, So hey, Naomi, thanks so much for doing this, first of all. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, lovely to talk with you. Thank you so much for having me on. You're so welcome. And um, yeah, I, I really enjoy diving into the written interview that you put together, which we'll share alongside alongside this conversation. Um, and maybe, yeah, maybe let's just get s- straight into it in like true INF fashion. <laughs> yeah. You, you wrote, discovering that I was an INFJ um, has completely changed my life. And I would love to hear you talk more about uh, this discovery, kind of how it happened and, and, and the ways in which uh, it's brought about change for you, if you don't mind. Yeah. So the interesting thing is like, I feel like I've, I might've taken like some sort of uh, version of the Myers-Briggs uh, personality type test, like in high school, but I kind of forgot what it was. I didn't really know how to apply it. And then Um, When I got out of graduate school, I began teaching at a public elementary school, and I actually, um, not quite teaching, it's uh, speech language pathology. So uh, I had, what's interesting is my speech assistant happened to be like a friend from high school. So we worked together and we like would always talk about like horoscopes. And then one day she brought to the lunch table, she said, oh, um, I've, you know, found this new system and it's super cool and it's not like horoscopes, like it's, you know, more based in like science and like psych and she's like, you should check it out, like take this test. So, you know, the 16 personalities test was the first one that I took and found out that I was an INFJ. Um, but over time, like I just kept taking the test to like make sure, like just different tests to make sure I knew what I was and it always came out INFJ and the the descriptions always resonated and I thought it was pretty cool because at that particular time in my life, it was like, it was called my clinical fellowship year. So after you graduate um, from, from graduate school to become a speech therapist, you spend a year in the field, um, technically, you know, getting licensed, almost like, you know, like a medical student would like the, the year after they graduate or a few years after they graduate. So I was doing that and it was it was tough. It was a rough time. I spent a lot of time working. Um, I brought a lot of work home, tons of burnout. 
And of course I was just like interacting constantly with the external world. And so I was like energetically burnt out and I was like, what's wrong with me? You know, why can't I handle this? And then once I learned that I was an INFJ and just learning about like introversion and, you know, energy output and stimulation and all of that, like it just, it helps so much. So it really like, I think for me, it helped me to affirm that feeling of like feeling different than others, like my whole life, which I think, I don't know if you can, you know, agree with that as an INFP, but that's something I felt as an INFJ too. So I wonder if it's like an INF thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think uh, it's, it's interesting when it comes to Myers-Briggs, it feels like a lot of INFs kind of know their type. <laughs> and, yeah. And, you know, searching to kind of try and figure themselves out and have somehow come across this thing um, called Myers-Briggs. Yeah, uh, I remember when I read it, it was like, wow, really eye-opening and like, really specific. And like, well, like literally, because I remember at the time, um, yeah, kind of horoscopes I wasn't wasn't so sure about. And then I came across this and I was like, but actually this is really, um, really on the money. And yeah, you mentioned the, um, the burnout and the energy and also being an introvert and, and kind of that. Do you identify as being a highly sensitive person? Yes. Yeah, I definitely do. And I feel like I learned about um, highly sensitive people before I got into Myers-Briggs. So it's so interesting how it went hand in hand. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I was, you just see me looking up. I'm trying to think of the order, you know, I did it. But yeah, and I um, I think I just had a hunch that a lot of us are sensitive and like empathetic and we absorb stuff. Uh, and then I, um, yeah, I did a little, I think I'm in one of these groups on Facebook. Uh, and I was like, what's your of highly, of course, it was like a highly sensitive group. I was like, what's your MBTI? And 79%, 79 point something percent were INFP or J. Wow, that is so cool. Is that like, so is that like an intuitive feeler introvert kind of thing or? Um, as, as in why I think that is. Yeah. You're asking. Yeah, I am. Um, I, th I think the third, I think the, th the, the third or fourth, I think it was the third was like another NF type, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I think that NF piece is really critical. Um, and then you add the I to that where, you know, we actually, in terms of how we, where we get our energy from anyway. And I just think it's introvert plus NF, highly sensitive. Um, and, and my 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 personal take, and like this isn't scientific, but my feeling is it's that kind of double double whammy, if you like. Yeah. Um, I never like using the word whammy because it sounds negative as a double whammy, but I get I think it is the combination of those two things which brings out a lot of our INFness, and uh, is is perhaps why um, we resonate with with so many so many uh, so so many unique challenges. Yeah, totally. And I, I feel like even learning about just being like, you know, like an N type intuitive, um, it's helped me to like see the way my mind works and like how I process mm. information. Cause I've always felt like, I don't know, I, I think I grew up with a lot of sensors. And so I just felt like, man, like the way I would do it, the way I would think about it is so different than them. And I always felt like I was like wrong or maybe not as smart or not as skilled, but it's like, no, it's just in a totally different way. Like, my mind makes sense of things and symbols or, you know, it tries to find the deeper meaning in things or reads between the lines, goes with the gut feeling. So yeah, it's just, it's cool to see like that you're, you're different, but that's not, not normal. Yeah. Uh, interesting. You say that I am, um, I was speaking recently to, um, to someone who runs a platform 
um, with her sister, uh, who actually, who, so it's interesting. So um, she's an INFP mm-hmm. and uh, her name is Jessica and her sister is an ESFJ and they've got this platform which is based on Myers-Briggs dating. Um, cool. Yeah, like in, interesting concept. And the um, what, what they found is that the most important letter in terms of match and compatibility is N and S. Ah, interesting. Right. So interesting. And, and the data apparently says, and I think, oh, yeah, so she, she, uh, she, Jessica told me this, but I, I'm pretty sure I've seen this out there as well. About 70% of the world is sensors, about 30% are, are, are Ns. Um, oh, and it wow. just feels like we're very, um, yeah, there are a lot of differences within, within that. And for whatever reason, actually, I'm not sure. I was going to say, I feel like I come across more extroverts who are sensors. Um, yeah, I, I tend to read about more. Yeah, I feel like I've seen ES more than I've seen IS. Right. Yeah, I think I don't know, I, I don't know I, if you can can. Yeah, you're, you're kind of nodding yeah. your head. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I feel like um, the the rare ISs that I've met. Um, yeah, they they've just they're just so um, unique. I feel like they're mm. super unique. They're they're so different than ESs. Um. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think my dad might be an IS actually, and you're right. I think they're very. Uh, even though I think they, I, I, my understanding is INFJ is the rarest type. I, I always say that with like a question mark in my mind. I guess because of, well, I guess because of now what I'm now doing, I meet a lot of INFJs. But also, there's a lot of stuff on the internet about INFJs. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I actually meet INF come across INFPs less often. Um, ah, interesting. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, IS, uh, the ISFPs and Js are, are pretty rare. It feels like IS, you know, ISFs. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, and I know. Um, oh gosh, there's so many things I would like to ask you, but uh, the 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 work you're doing in coaching really, really fascinating. And there's some stuff there which I, I I'm, uh, you know, I've, I've come across a fair bit, like you know, NLP and hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know kind of time techniques from what I understand fit in with that. And then there's, you know, um, emotional freedom technique, EFT. Um, and this is something which has kind of been on my radar. I've heard of it, you know, in a couple of places. I've, I've not quite leaned into it. And I would love to hear more about that because my, my, my intuition tells me that probably like all this stuff, but especially emotional freedom technique, it feels particularly relevant perhaps to INFPs and Js. Yes. Yeah. I, I love, yeah, I love EFT. So the emotional freedom technique and, um, basically it's, it's based on a therapy technique that is like loosely based on the techniques of like acupuncture or acupressure, mm-hmm. if you think about that. So it's basically like energy work and healing, which probably sounds great to like the INFP and the INFJ just, you know, with our struggles with energy and all that kind of stuff. So Um, it's basically where you balance the energy system of the body to like relieve any sort of issues that you have. So, um, it uses, you know, the same basic energy meridians like on your body that you would use in acupuncture to get rid of like physical or emotional or mental issues. So that's like, you know, tapping above the eyebrow or like the side of the eye, under the eye, you know, under the nose, under the chin and so on. 
Um, I don't know if that makes any sense or if I. It, it does make sense. No, it it completely for sure makes sense. Because um, I'd I think I'd come across when reading about like tapping, emotional tapping, and I was like, what is that? Like, yeah, it, it's yep. literal tapping, which is where the whole I guess the acupuncture comparison comes in. Um, is is it in any way similar to to Reiki? Ah, okay, yeah. So I would say like it's they're both in the category of energy healing. Um, uh -huh. Although I, I'm not super like knowledgeable about what Reiki is in detail. I know, I know for sure it's energy healing, but like EFT, I know specifically you're working with those meridian points, right? I don't know. Maybe I'm not sure yeah. if Reiki does or not, but I know that, you know, I don't know. Have you ever like done Reiki before? You know what? I haven't, you know what? I haven't. And again, that's, um, yeah, but it, it's something I've thought about. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like, um, well, I have a coach that does Reiki and she's always like, you should get a session. But I never quite like knew what exactly you would get healed like with it. So I should probably look into it. But with EFT, um, you would focus on like eliminating like a feeling or like an emotion or like fear. And you go through rounds of it until you don't, you know, really feel that feeling present in your body anymore. And you know, it's not saying like it magically goes away forever, but you have that tool that you can take out of your tool bag whenever you're feeling things like, you know, anxiety, stress. Like I've used it with um, my social anxiety, like before meeting up with, with friends for like a barbecue. Like I, I definitely like enjoy interacting with people and getting deep with people, but I definitely have that element of like social anxiety too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would just like do some tapping and feel great. So yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. It depends on, on that the, the social anxiety piece. Um, I think it, it depends on the. For me, it depends on like the the context and the vibe. Yeah. Uh, and I remember I, I actually yeah. It, it really depends for me. Like I I'll give an example for when it can come up for me. Because um, sometimes I can be, like I can be okay. It really depends on the on the context. But like I've got a um, I think a, uh, like if I'm going to a friend's birthday, mm -hmm. where I know there's not really gonna be anyone else there that I know. Yeah. That can be, that, that can feel quite intense for me. Um, yeah, that actually happened recently and it was one in, it was in London. It was like, I had to go in town and go on public transport. So there was a lot of, uh, yeah, social anxiety around that. And yet on the other hand, um, you know, I've kind of, I can be quite sociable and I used to work, you know, I worked in sales even for a time, which was an interesting experience. So, um, yeah, 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 no, I totally know what you mean too. Like I, I actually work in sales too right now. And so it's like, I just, I would have never like thought that I would, but. <laughs> and yet I guess, uh, at the heart of selling, I feel is still the one-to-one -one connection. Yes. Which yeah. for us is like, we are highly skilled, highly attuned, I would say, to uh, to all this stuff. So it's a really great, on the one hand, it's a great fit. Uh, I used to get anxiety, but I still do really, actually, um, if I had to do it, picking up the phone to someone I don't know. Yeah, yep. There's, there's I totally get that too. Yeah. Still yep. I come with that, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so you, met, you met, I guess we've talked about a couple of things, I guess, in the context of your coaching work, and you, you actually mentioned um, your work and speech therapy um your study and work as a th speech therapist um so i'm i'm i guess intrigued to hear about the the, the transition because again I, I i read and learned from your written interview that you, you made a a couple of quite significant transitions it feels like from speech therapist and then you said 
you decided to become a stay-at-home mum. I think you said for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then after that, uh, I read that. I, I read. I remember re- reading this this morning. I decided that I was going to be a realtor, podcast host, and life and success coach. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, yeah. what, like what a mix, and what a like a definitive thing to decide. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm curious to hear whether it was so definitive or whether you kind of moved through this transition. I, I'd just love to hear more about both of those uh, phases, if you like. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like I'm like, I feel like a lot of INFJs can relate to the fact of being like that forever student, like constantly just like, all right, I'm done now. I'm going to go like do something else. But I still have my foot in the speech therapy pond. I still have my license and you know I can still like go do private practice um, which probably will help out with you know the way everything's going right now in the world everything being you know working from home but I okay so yeah yeah I guess it's it's kind of it's not a long story but I'll, I'll give you it in bits so I think the the birth of my first child my daughter was kind of this catalyst to like start pivoting in my career so when I first got pregnant with my daughter you know, it really put things into perspective about like what I was doing with my life in terms of career. So um, as a speech therapist or SLP, um, I had a decent work schedule, but I brought home a lot of work with me, like I mentioned before. So I knew that being caught up with work constantly, like it just wouldn't be the best and most sustainable way to like raise a young child at home and and start a family. Um, Mm -hmm. I was totally, you know, checked out till about nine o'clock at night doing, doing all of my work. And then, then, you know, joining my family for dinner and going to bed and kind of missing out on a lot of things. So um, I decided to become a stay at home mom and I loved it. And I don't know if a lot of other, you know, INFs would relate to that, but yeah, something about being able to like be home with your child was just like really amazing for me, but I was still seeking out for like, like opportunities for more personal growth during that time. Um, So I dove into personal development while I was a stay-at-home mom, and I got really into the Myers-Briggs personality type system. Um, And I think a part of it was like looking for maybe like the best job fit for my personality type or like what, you know, what I would benefit the most from because I had felt so much hardship um, in my, you know, old job being a speech therapist at the school. So I dove into the personality type. Yeah. Can I ask about that? So that work, the, the hardship. Can I ask about the hardship you experienced? And um, my understanding, I'm, I might, I might be getting this wrong. Apologies if I am. Were you doing that for a number of years, the speech therapy work? Yeah. So this is actually another part to the story. But okay. before I got into speech therapy, I was a special education teacher. Uh, so yep, it was that, and tr- I got a little bit more, um, you know, specialized and went into speech therapy. Um, and so, yeah, I was doing speech therapy for one, two, three, four, five, um, five years, but, you know, with like little to no pay because the beginning is, you know, a lot of like just internship work, getting things done. And then when you first start to get paid, it's like really little. And so it was, it was tough. It was like a huge, um, energy like expense. I was going to say, like, yeah, energetically it's full on. Um, I do, I do do some one-to-one tutoring and I remember Mm -hmm. I, for a time I was, you know, a number of years ago, I was doing like tennis, like group tennis coaching, groups of kids. Oh my word. Um, again, I, I, I know, you know, with, with, um, I guess, uh, 
in, in special education, it's smaller groups, very intense, the, the nature yeah. of the work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think, I don't know if you get caught up in like perfectionism or you've like, like ever struggled with that, but like, I feel like it's kind of an INF thing, right? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I feel like because I had so many children on my caseload and I had to create like larger groups of kids, I didn't, they didn't really get like the individual service that they truly deserved. And then you don't see too many changes happening and they become frustrated. And it's just, it, it's tough to see that happening in the system. And, I, you know, there's no one quick, easy fix, but it was really like, you know, just another thing to add to like what was disheartening about doing the job. Mm. yeah yeah so yeah no thank you and I, I know I uh distracted you a little bit from telling telling your story oh so, sorry about no that. no yeah yeah no I can let's see so I oh so okay so I dove into Myers-Briggs mm-hmm. and then I um started freelance writing so I don't know if you've heard of truity truity.com yeah I have Yeah, so I started to just do some freelance writing for their personality type blog. Nice. Um, A lot of like INFJ things and, you know, intuitive healer things. Yeah, so. Did you pitch them? How did that come about? Yeah, I actually pitched um, a few different um, blogs and they were like, oh, we're interested like in your, you know, your story. I kind of just shared my story. I didn't really pitch like a specific article and they were like, your story sounds interesting. Like, go ahead and pitch us something and then we'll see. And then I did. And they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. Well, I feel like in this world, like that would go down well, pitching the story, you know, in terms of the people that run these places. Um, yeah. And also, you know, we talked about, um, we talked about sales uh, earlier. I can't remember if we mentioned that before recording. I think, no, I think it was whilst we were recording. Um, when it comes to pitching, I think we've got superpowers yeah i honestly think that is a super amazing strength skill just because we are it's one-to-one yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it helps like that just being in tune and then i don't know i think like infs can be pretty persuasive too so oh yeah yeah. i agree yeah oh that's cool okay so you were doing some freelance writing you know for them for a little bit yeah and i you know i love like doing writing um i've always liked writing but I was like, man, I just, between like raising a young child and like trying to be present with my family, I just like couldn't find the time to sit down and write. Mm. So I just started, um, I don't know if you've heard of the app Anchor. It's like how you can make podcasts. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's, yeah, it's currently the one I, I use for the, the INF club podcast at time of recording. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Same. I, I use that for my podcast too. And um, I had the app on my phone. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start recording my ideas like into this like podcast, like, in, you know, thing. And I, I, I might not put my stuff out there, but I'm just going to put out my thoughts and kind of see where it goes. And so might've been a few months of me just talking to myself like on my phone. And then I just launched my podcast. Um, it's called the That's Deep Podcast. Um, and it's a personality type and mindset podcast. And mm-hmm. I run that with my husband, Riley, and I share my experiences as an INFJ and he shares his experiences as an ENFP. And uh, we had, you know, we started having guest interviews each week with different personality types, you know, just from different uh, careers all over the nation and the world. And um, the interesting thing is life and success coaching was something that was kind of like slid in there, um, kind of as a result of the podcast. And I would say it was always a, 
it was, it was always an interest of mine. I, I knew that I liked teaching and then, you know, I was a therapist and then, you know, so it's, it's all very related coaching. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it just, I met many coaches during the process of, you know, interviewing guests on my podcast and I hired my first life coach and I saw huge shifts with my own mindset. You know, they do a lot of mindset work. I mean, there's different types of life coaches, but I right. got one um, for mindset. And can, can, yeah. I, can I ask how are you, because yeah. as you mentioned, so many different types of coach, different types of therapist, some of this stuff even combines. How was it you chose um, the coach to work with for yourself? Yeah, um, well, I, it was honestly because of NLP. So the neuro linguistic programming, it was just something that I was interested in. I think um, a lot of NFs and maybe even INFs are interested in linguistics and language um, and they're very gifted at it too so mm-hmm. NLP was just you know neuro-linguistic programming was just as, like the programming of your mind kind of like the user's manual to learning the language of your mind um, and kind of looking at how like the way we talk to ourselves the way we speak to ourselves and the way we use our language of our mind how that creates these like consistent outcomes that we're seeing so it kind of it kind of brings you like out of being like just an effect in your life and it brings you into like being at cause so it's very intentional, um, being really intentional with your language and your thinking and kind of going back in and reframing. So yeah, NLP was, was what got me my first life coach. (laughs) Okay. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I guess, yeah, that's related to what I was going to talk about next, just about how hiring a life coach helped me to start making bigger shifts within my own mindset so that I could, you know, make actionable changes in my life and then produce new desired and exciting outcomes because mm-hmm. I think the old me would have been like, you know, cause I think a lot of INFJs, they really, 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 really want that stability and security. And I, I wasn't sure about leaving my traditional nine to five to, you know, really try to become someone who ran my own business eventually, or um, I don't know. It just, it just wasn't in my radar. And, and now just kind of with those little mindset shifts, it, it's totally brought about a new perspective for me. So it's interesting. I, I, oh, yeah. I have to ask you, because I'm, I'm getting the feeling that there was some real significant shift, shifting here um, of, 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 you know, mindset. Yeah. Um, how, can, you, can, you give me, can you give me an example um, and sure. kind of how, I guess, what that process looked like? Um, it sounds like it was an NLP um, aided as it were. Yeah. Yes. So, um, I think I mentioned the social anxiety before. Um, and of course, while like NLP is not a cure for any sort of like, um, you know, like mental health type of stuff. Um, it's really helped with, okay. So every time I would have to go out and interact with people, whether that was like teaching, doing speech therapy. Um, I also started working as a realtor throughout this process just to earn some some income on the side. My mother is actually a realtor um, here on the island of Kauai. So we teamed up and I was kind of her little apprentice and just um, really enjoyed working a schedule that was a little bit more open and not your typical nine to five. And I could be home with my daughter. So that's the reason why I'm, I'm a realtor. But mm-hmm. uh, when I did that, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to talk to people because <laughs> I'm so introverted and I feel so different and I just, I'm not a sales type person. I'm just not out there in your face. And it just, I don't know, learning NLP helped me to like realize like what my internal representation of myself was like, 
I was viewing myself as like, like kind of like weak and not confident, not able, like, you know, my ability level, like I probably didn't think it was very high. And these are all like, you know, it's all absolute BS. Like I, you know, if you go back through your life and you're like, no, I've survived this, you know, or cause I, I think I'll talk about this a little bit later. I, I read in one of your questions. I think I responded to, um, to this with this story, but my father had passed away and it just led to like a little bit more of like a negative mindset, like being a little bit more cynical in life. So I don't know if you've heard of the law of attraction, but like, you know, what you put out there is what you get back. And I would always just kind of be a victim, like a victim mindset, you know, like why is this happening to me? I have the worst of luck. And it's like, yeah, if you keep telling yourself that that's what you're going to see in your reality. So that was what I was really struggling with. And Mm -hmm. just like fine tuning my mindset and like, you know, reframing some of these maybe difficult situations that I've been through into like learning lessons have really like helped me to step into more uh, of an empowerment role instead of being a victim. So sorry, that's a super long winded super tangential you know <laughs> no, not at all. No, no no thank you for sharing that it's um yeah it, it that, that sounds amazing um w- was this a um I, I imagine it was a process for you where there um affirmations that were used did the did the actual work consist of just the sessions himself um yeah yeah, yeah. a lot of the work is around affirmations um and of course like you know said out loud said out loud um yeah yep yeah um I would start I started off with affirmations just saying them to myself because I was like this feels weird I've never done it before right especially when you first start out it feels odd it does feel odd yeah 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 affirmations um, meditation has been huge for me and just making a lot of these shifts quieting the mind and being able to see things that a different perspective so meditation and then yeah just within the individual sessions um there's a lot of like identifying the root cause of like maybe some of your fears and then really thinking about it objectively as you know it's like just thinking about like your, the nervous system as a human right like we have that fight or flight in us and a lot of these things like maybe pitching a sale or something like that might activate that but like literally learning that like you you're not going to die from you know proposing something to someone and them saying no you, you're literally going to still be alive it's like oh you know it's just making those little mindset shifts uh-huh. i hear you yeah no it's uh it's amazing stuff and i um i think i always i think i yeah came across kind of law of attraction um i remember you know when i used to i was reading books like think and grow rich napoleon hill where again a lot of it's about manifestation and this stuff you know quite an old book that by talking about this stuff and but I you know resonated um kind of just resonated with me and then um I know uh I guess more recently people like Joe Dispenza actually talk about the science mm-hmm. behind why that works in terms of the changes that happen in us um and I mean I'm sure a lot of this stuff it'll be difficult to, for us to fully explain like a, a lot of it is however he, I started reading his book and he goes some way into, I'm like, I was like, wow, this is quite, um, do you know what I mean? The fact that there's science there. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. I, I didn't necessarily need that, but I guess it's quite nice to have that reinforced by the, uh, you know, the, the scientific foundations as well. So, so, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is so nice. I, I really, I like, I like both of those people. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
you, you mentioned, and maybe we've, we've started talking about it a little bit already, um, or maybe not. You, you kind of mentioned going through a spiritual awakening. Yeah. These kind of last few years. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was just uh, curious to hear about what you felt maybe, you know, could, I guess brought, brought that on. And I, I guess you kind of talked about, you know, um, factors. Like, in fact, actually, before that question, that reminds me, yeah, another, another, another question. Um, you, you mentioned the, the birth of your, you mentioned your, uh, did you say your daughter? Yes. Yeah. And how that got you thinking about things and, you know, um, thinking about, you know, kind of freedom, you know, what you what good fit and freedom and not nine to five. Do you think you were seeking those things anyway on some level and perhaps having your daughter kind of maybe got you thinking just maybe uh, heightened that if you like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yep you're right on you're spot on i i always like i was feeling those little notions underneath for a while hmm. um and i think when big life events come up it, it just makes things all the more clearer you know to you and kind of shows you like you don't have to like wait around to to make decisions all the time so yeah mm -hmm. yeah um and then, yeah, I was, was going to ask about your spiritual awakening, um, you know, what might have brought this on and I guess what this looked like. And again, I completely appreciate that. It's probably not going to be an A to B answer here. Um, yeah. But yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. As a, uh, yeah um, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know um, if your audience is into like spirituality or anything like that, but I can give a little bit more context about what a spiritual awakening is before I um, go into what brought it on. So I feel like I've gone through many spiritual awakenings over the fa uh, past few years. And that basically means you're just developing this like newfound awareness of spiritual reality. So it's when you go through a shift in consciousness that's not previously realized by you. So I think my awakenings were brought on by a few things, you know, like my daughter's birth, my father's passing, um, starting my online coaching business. So the things that really got me out of my comfort zone um, and brought me, you know, new lessons and old lessons um, and really those shifts in my thoughts and perceptions. And I don't know, this, this all might sound like super woo, super out there, but like when you're going through a spiritual awakening, a lot of the time you'll see um, repeating numbers. So maybe like on the clock, you're seeing a lot of 11 11s. Um, you know, you might see like three, 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 you might, um, I don't know. It just depends. So I know you had asked about like being a light worker and kind of like being sensitive and that kind of stuff. And so like, honestly, um, I've seen a lot of signs from like animals and like, just like certain little confirmations from the universe, um, if you will. So, yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, uh, I think like five years ago, I would have, I would have, if I'd have been in on this conversation, I would have thought that that was pretty woo. Yeah. Um, I think, I, I think I've become, more woo as time has gone on <laughs> yeah same um, here and i think just uh call it more woo call it maybe more open-minded in some ways and open perhaps open-hearted yeah so i connect with a lot of this stuff more here yep than i do up here right yeah i, I yeah. agree with that and i feel like i've always been such a logical person um just especially being INFJ too, like we are pretty like logical um, despite what some people might think too, you know? Um, so I, yeah, I thought all of this stuff was like crazy talk before. And then. Mm. Um, well, well, I guess yeah. logic kind of logic and clear cut answers help us feel safe. Right. 
Yeah, um, totally. In a similar way that um, we, uh, a lot of the time, um, even if it's not what's best for us or what we truly want, we stay in safe, secure jobs that we, we kind of ended up in. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Very true. Yeah. Um, no, th- thank you for that. That was a, um, I really appreciated the defi- your definition, actually, because I feel like spiritual awakening is one of these phrases which is banded about out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and not and people are like okay a little bit like uh, I guess another one can, might be intuition yeah I remember reading about intuition five six years ago I mean like what is it like I, I think I knew what it was but it was like people keep talking about it but like what actually kind of is it so um, mm-hmm. no thank you for that that was a really really lovely definition thank you um and yeah some of the ways I guess some of what it's looked like it's um How uh, you you talk about being someone perhaps more rational, very rational, and now you're kind of leaning more into um, I don't know the opposite of rational. I don't know what you might call that: energetic, spiritual, emotional, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Again, that uh, has has the NLP stuff come into play here, or, or is this a bit of a separate kind of shift, if you like? Mm, yeah that's a good question I feel like at least in my perception I feel like the NLP stuff is a little bit more logical um and so yeah so that I didn't mention this before but um I also hired on a like a spiritual coach and she's actually um a psychic medium and an intuitive healer and so you know like people can believe it or not but for me it really helped guide me in terms of my spirituality and I really see spirituality as just one of the many pillars to maintain in life. You know, there's, there's your physical body, there's your mental health, your emotional body, your spiritual, you know, there's so many things. Um, and I feel like that's one thing that was really missing from my life. And so just kind of like leaning into the spiritual side of things, developing my intuition, trusting, you know, those gut feelings because our bodies are like literal machines that are communicating to us. Um, all of, you know, all of those things have really helped hmm and i feel like um like spiritual awakening it's quite a it's quite a loaded term that comes with certain preconceptions but actually if looking at the word alone spirit and breaking the awakening of the spirit our spirit mm-hmm. you know our soul our um and i think linked to that linked to that is kind of our energy emotion intuition awakening of that like if i kind of break it down like that it doesn't all of a sudden to me at least it doesn't seem as uh, as out there perhaps yeah, I love that. I'm going to have to use that definition that you just said right now. And I'm going to have to tell other people that because that'll help understand it. Yeah. No worries. I'll, I'll uh, send the send the check to Kauai, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously only, only kidding. Uh, yeah, no, it's um, another analogy I really like is um, spirit level. Uh, like, the, you know, uh, um, there's something that kind of builders and tradesmen use to measure surfaces. Mm-hmm. And it's got this like liquid in it, which, uh, and the bubble shows you if it's even or not. Yeah. The spirit level. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of, yeah. I, I kind of wrote an article about the whole analogy of, uh, yeah. Using our energy and our spirit. And if it's a bit off, it's kind of, and because we're so highly attuned, we mm-hmm. can really detect any, any of those, any of those movements. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we've, I, 
I guess kind of in the in the in the context of that, and maybe we've spoken a little bit about it already, but your um your 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 coaching your coaching practice. Um, is your coaching work um, with your husband who you've mentioned because uh, I, I know I was looking at that deep and I know you're both involved in I guess you, you know the podcast as you've just explained uh, d- does he coach too or is that you, just yourself no so it's just myself so the funny thing is he's actually a realtor as well and so he and his father operate their own you know real estate uh, brokerage here on the island um is it so, have, have you got rival uh, real real estate brokerages with you against your husband yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well I, I mean i wouldn't you know i think there's, no, there's a lot of brokerages but yeah, <laughs> but yeah everyone's just like oh in competition huh I'm like uh-huh <laughs> yeah but i guess the balance is restored by the the podcast and all the other lovely work you do together yeah um, yes yeah and, and you, you mentioned and i was reading on the website he's an enfp how does that um if to me i'm just like wow introvert extrovert but both nfs it feels like a match made in heaven and also the j and the p um mm-hmm. there seems a lot in that which is both being ends you know like we were talking about earlier a lot in that which seems to suggest nice little kind of um meeting meeting each other in the middle but nicely complement and help each other grow um and you're kind of nodding like yeah what does that look like in in in, in reality in, in practice yeah, I feel like you just read my mind. That's literally like how it is between us. Um, Amazing. We couldn't, yeah, we're very opposite in terms of like the introversion and the extroversion. Um, he is just like, so, and I don't want to say like he's more social than I am because I can be quite social and, you know, depending on the context. Sure. Um, but he's very stimulated by talking, you know, with friends, being out and about. Um, he doesn't mind um, being seen and like, you know, kind of being that like, I don't want to say being the center of attention, but like he kind of thrives in those types of like large group social situations, um, lots yeah. of energy going on. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I feel like that helps me to get me out of my comfort zone. Like I've met so many amazing people through him just by, you know, stepping out there, putting myself out there a little bit more. And um, it does help that you know, he's an NF also, because I feel like we just kind of get each other, you know, on a certain level. And we basically speak each other's language, which is, is nice because, you know, not, not to dish dirt on any exes, but like I've um, dated some censors and sometimes when we just didn't understand each other or like didn't perceive something in the same way, um, there was a a lot of sadness around that, you know, when, when you don't share the same reality, that can bring upon some sadness sometimes if you're not committed yeah and especially i guess if it's in a relationship like a significant other you're not you're not you're not being seen you're not feeling seen and you're like hold on a second you're literally not seeing me there's like a whole part of me which you'll never get to feels like you'll never get to experience there'll always be a bit of a almost a bit of a disconnect between us um in a way yeah yep it, it does, it did feel that way. And even like, I'm thinking about my mom and just like our relationship, it can be, you know, like a family relationship. Um, she's an ISFP. And although we feel very similar in many ways, like, you know, with the whole introversion thing, um, just, yeah, that di- there's the slight disconnect between being a sensor and intuitive and not really sharing that same reality. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you have really deep conversations together about stuff? You and your husband? Uh, Oh, my husband. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We have a lot. <laughs> we will go down the rabbit hole. And then I think that's 
partially why we decided to do, do the podcast together is just because we'd have these like really like off the wall like deep conversations and nice. just yeah pull out a lot of insights out of each other so yeah yeah um yeah so i um, uh, i guess it, I, I, um i was asking about your your coaching practice and i was reading on your website so you got the relationship coaching um and then what you call kind of intuitive nlp coaching um yeah yeah please uh, uh I'd, I'd love to hear more about kind of each of those or both of them together or however you see fit to, to talk about them yeah yeah so both of those things um are within my life and success coaching practice and i just you know absolutely love it and using the tools of nlp and its modalities it really helps um, in these areas so i currently have two coaching offerings and you know, both of which can be done online or in person, but the intuitive NLP coaching sessions are something that I do that's based around the techniques of NLP. So it's to gain clarity around your vision and whether that's in your personal life or career, um, we set measurable and achievable goals um, for yourself and we create an action plan so that you can go ahead and start co-creating with the universe and start, you know, start getting that engine going for, um, to be on that track to your goals. So it's really like this, in-depth goal setting session uh, with the tools of NLP, um, a lot of equipping your mindset to activate those goals. So those yeah. are like what, yeah, one-time single sessions, although you can book these sessions like whenever you'd like to get more clarity and do more goal setting, um, you know, at any point in time, that's just like the, the one-time goal setting session. Whereas the relationship coaching program is a longer term coaching program. So it runs for eight weeks and it's geared to improve a person's relationships by working on the relationship that they have with themselves first. So it's interesting. It's not like a couple's, you know, therapy session because I'm not, you know, a, a marriage and, uh, or family therapist or anything like that. But this program is really for anyone who just desires to build a stronger um, and more fulfilling relationship with others by, you know, doing that with themselves first. So, um, I've, I've worked with and um, is that with both kind of friends and in like a loving capacity as well when you say with others <clears throat> excuse me yes yeah so it can be um in romantic nature platonic family relationships it's really um i tried to keep it pretty general because uh, this coaching program is something that i've created based on the things that i've learned throughout my experience in my journey and um relationships were always just at the forefront of everything that i was going through all of the time so um, and I've experienced these shifts in both the romantic side and in just like my family and just my friendships. So yeah, I keep it pretty open and it's just, I, I've worked with a lot of empaths and intuitives and highly sensitive people um, who really feel unsatisfied and overwhelmed, misunderstood, unheard or unseen in their relationships at home and at work. So, you know, with NLP, we, you know, we think that all successful relationships begin in the mind. So that's why I focus on shifting and reprogramming your mindset during this coaching course. So it's really, it's really for the person who wants to learn about themselves on a deeper level. And um, we definitely dive into Myers-Briggs personality types. Um, if they're highly sensitive, we jump into that about being an empath. Um, but it really coaches you through developing the stronger sense of self-confidence and self-worth and self-esteem and really um, kind of aligning with and creating those goals that are really in tune with the life, you know, your soul's purpose, the life you really want to live um, and the relationships that you really want to have at work and at home. So 
yeah, if, if you have any questions or any interest, you can always check out more information at my website. So that's that's deepco.com. So that's deepco.com. Yeah. And, and the website is, it, it's called, it's that's deepco.com, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. I just wonder, yeah, make that, yeah, make that clear to anyone listening. Um, and so I, I, that's the best place for them to go. And, and on there, can they find out how they can kind of connect with you kind of social media and also uh, kind of, I guess they can email you through the website as well. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of a good one-stop shop to contact Perfect. me, but I'm pretty active on Instagram. So if you guys are on Instagram, you can follow me at that's deep podcast. So it's pretty simple. Just the same name as my podcast. Perfect. And I um I've I've really enjoyed this conversation. By the way, um, it's time's flown by as as it always does uh, when I'm <laughs> having these these energizing conversations. Um, yeah. If, uh, uh, can I ask how 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 long ago this was that you um I guess um moved stepped out of um being a full time mum and into kind of this new this other stuff. How how long has that been? Yeah. Let's see. So. My daughter turned two in November. So I want to say, man, has it been about a, almost a year? Yeah, because let's see, one and a half. Two, well, maybe a little bit less than a year. Yeah. Oh, my word. I was, ex- I was expecting, I wasn't expecting as short as that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. It always feels so much longer. And then I'm like, huh, it actually hasn't been too long. So. <laughs> yeah. But wow. In, in which case, I was going to ask this question anyway, but I'm just, in terms of, um, just putting yourself out there, doing something new, yeah. uh, coaching and, and, you know, everything that comes with the holding space as like, you know, almost creating a new identity around coaching, putting yourself out there in terms of um, the podcast, uh, writing. It, it sounds to me like you kind of um, moved, jumped into the, these things and that time frame is not what I was expecting at all. Um, yeah. How have you... Yeah, yeah. How, how have you how have you managed to, I guess, move move through this with uh, in, in the way in the way that you have, with confidence? Yeah. It feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this this is going to sound a little out there, and maybe once again, woo. But <laughs> I had my I've been working with my spiritual coach for just about that length of time, and um, it's interesting how in the beginning when I was working with her because she is like a psychic medium, right? So. I'm asking her all the questions. I'm trying to get a little bit more surety and a little bit more clarity. Um, so I was really looking for all of the answers outside of myself. Um, so I just really, I didn't trust my intuition, you know, so, cause sometimes your intuition doesn't always make like logical sense. Um, so yeah. Well, yeah, well, that, but also I almost think they compete. The, the, the rational animal brain, whatever you want to call it is always wanting you to be safe and nice and okay. And I want answers. Da, 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 da. The intuition doesn't work like that. Wants to take its time. Uh, doesn't give you all of the path. However, ah, oh, me like now that is my number one intuition over everything else. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. Don't, don't get yeah. me wrong. I still get caught up in thinking. But but whoa, hold on a second. But this this is my. And then I'm like, no no no, that's just the chatter brain coming in. Um, yes yeah yeah, I I hear you yeah 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 so it's just been I think a huge help to have that um 
kind of that spiritual and intuitive guidance um, along the journey and having someone kind of affirm me. And I think it's also a mixture of life coaching in there too, because my coach doesn't call herself a life coach, but truly she is, you know, helping me make shifts in all facets of life. So maybe it was just having a coach, um, you know, kind of guiding me along, telling me like, no, like you are capable, you can do this until I got to the point where I'm like, yeah, I can do this little leaps of faith. Yeah. Mm. And do you, um, of course, there's a lot that comes with coaching and there's, I guess there's account, the accountability element as well. And the fact that you've got that person there, you're like, I'm not just doing this from this me. I'm almost like, I'm always being held to account, which I think for a lot of people and for us can be really helpful. Yes. Yeah. The accountability piece is huge because I'm like the kind of person that will jot down all my dreams and my, you know, wishes on my notes and my phone and, and kind of just sit on them and think about whether I'm going to actually put it out there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it feels like I'm just thinking of a bunch more questions, a bunch of more questions now. <laughs> um, I um, heard you talking about the kind of the intuitive NLP coaching and uh, those sessions where you help people, you know, set goals and that, that sort of thing. And I guess, in, you know, in alignment with, you know, what they want and who they are. Does anyone come to you and like, I mean, I don't know. I, I know that the current thing, something isn't working. I don't feel happy. I don't feel fulfilled. I know something needs to change. I kind of know, maybe I know one or two bits like of, of the recipe, but and I, I, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, what, what kind of, uh, what, what, what does that process then involve with, um, you know, some of these people? And again, I, I don't know if you come across, you know, you mentioned HSP's intuitives sometimes they can be quite cut off from their emotions. Yep. Yeah. So, thing. Um, so yeah, yeah. It, it's, uh, I guess um, just because you mentioned they were one-off sessions, I'm guessing it's some of the work with them might be a little bit different for those yeah. who uh, yeah, are lacking direction, which, you know, can, can yes. be, I'd imagine can be a big thing for some people. Yeah. Yeah. So I've definitely had people come in and be like, you know, like I actually, I don't know like what direction I want to go in. Like I'm actually, pretty lost and but I know I'm unhappy with my life and I I don't know why I feel this way and so we do spend a lot of the time in that session um, just diving deeper into what's really going on talk Mm -hmm. about what's currently playing out in their lives um, how you know kind of like some tough love how are you participating in these these scenarios and and what would you like to feel instead and you know like okay happy well, what makes you feel happy? You know, what's going to bring that to you? How can you create it? So right. we, it dives, we dive a little bit deeper. And, and most times people don't know like what they truly want right off the bat like that. And they don't know exactly how they should feel about something. So right. yeah. And, and it's, and it's yeah. a case of just kind of nudging them towards um, connecting with themselves again, if you like, or, or connecting yep. more with themselves. Yeah. 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 I always tell um, the clients that I work with, like, I, I don't have like, you know, the answers for you. Like, I'm just going to help you guide yourself to find those answers within yourself because it's, it's in there. Mm-hmm. Just sometimes you need somebody with a different perspective to come in and kind of help you, you know, dust off the shelves a little bit. So, yeah. Well, um, no, I just want to thank, thank you once again. I know we've gone a, a couple of minutes over. So uh, yeah. Um, uh conscious of the time but thank you now this has been great and um it, it was that deepco.com was was the link again right for anyone who has maybe listened to this and, and is curious to find out more about you or all the work all the work that yes. you're doing yes thank uh, you yes yeah, that's deepco.com 
Perfect. And and um, the, the is the pod the podcast is is, uh, is is that still is that running currently? Yeah, it's still running. Still- um, I haven't had like you know weekly interviews like I've had um, in the past, but I'm thinking about putting a little bit more of like some solo sessions on there. I did a little bit of market research, and some people were asking for more solo sessions. So I think oh, I'll. Cool. I'll, I'll probably um, incorporate a lot more of the mindset and just like maybe little uh, tools that you can take, you know, with for yourself during that day to help kind of just tweak your mindset a little bit, create little shifts for big results later. Yeah. Oh, that sounds awesome. I'll have to, um, I'll have to give it a listen uh, myself. I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued now. It sounds great. Um, no, thank, thank you, you, Naomi. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. I, I really enjoyed this. Thank you. I just, this was so much fun too. And it's just, it's so nice to talk to another INF, you know, is I feel like we can relate on so much. So thank you. And thanks for creating this community. It's so awesome. You're very welcome. I hope you've enjoyed listening to today's episode and have taken away something from it. I wanted to mention again, the blog, newsletter and membership community that I run for INFPs, INFJs and other highly sensitive introverts over at INF Club. You'll find lots of content to help you learn, reflect, and take action and I also send out a free weekly newsletter to subscribers. So if you're enjoying the podcast and want to find more resources that'll help you along on your journey just head over to www.infclub.net. To find show notes for this episode and for other episodes visit www.infclub.net forward slash show notes. I've been Jazz Hoti. I still am Jazz Hoti as far as I know. Thanks once again for listening, and I hope you'll join me again here very soon. Bye for now.